0: And welcome to Let's Obsess, the official podcast of LiveTheMovies.com. Today's topic is a follow up to our previous episode about the band Jack's Mannequin, in which my friend Alex and I discussed our obsessive love of the band and our travels around the country in our pursuit of it. Now we're going to focus in on Jack's Mannequin's first album, Everything in Transit. Everything in Transit was Andrew McMahon's first album as Jack's Mannequin on the heels of the hiatus of his first band, Something Corporate. Andrew had been touring with Something Corporate and writing songs that just didn't fit that band's sound. Those songs became his solo project, Jack's Manigan. Andrew said of his new songs that they were about coming home and having home be way different than he remembered it, abandoning a lot of people and things that he had normally been so attached to, exploring and being okay with himself, and not having to make excuses for who he was and accepting who he was. The name Jack's mannequin came partly from a song he'd written called Dear Jack for a friend's young brother who had been diagnosed with leukemia. The band's name turned out to be ironic when Andrew himself was diagnosed with ALL, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, on the day he finished mastering the first Jack's album. He was supposed to go on tour that summer to support the record, but it had to be cancelled when he found out he was sick. This could have made him just walk away, but our fearless leader marched on. He released the first Jack's Mannequin album, Everything in Transit, on August 23rd, 2005, as originally planned. It was the same exact day that he received a life-saving bone marrow transplant from his sister, Katie. Uh, The emotional impact of that sentence still gets me a little verklempt, not gonna lie. Everything in Transit is a concept album. It's the story of Andrew's post-something corporate summer just trying to figure everything out, and all the songs just flow together and tell a story. On his eventual tour to support the album, he played it straight through from start to finish the way it was intended to be heard. If you listened to our Jack's Mannequin episode, you've already heard Alex and I talk about some of our adventures related to the band's music and the tours that supported this album. This time, we're going to discuss just the album Everything in Transit, track by track. Starting from the top with kind of, I feel like, the flagship quintessential... Jack's Mannequin song, Mm -hmm. Holiday From Real, which is a, like, very summertime song. Kind of leaked, and I remember downloading them in my dorm room junior year of college. I used Aries, which was, like, Napster, but it was after Napster had kind of been, like, raided and was, like, a paid service, but everyone's, like, I'm not paying for Napster.
1: Yeah, it was, like, a RAM.
0: Yeah, so I used (laughs) Aries to download holiday from real and kill the messenger and then i remember i played them for you
1: mm-hmm. that summer we were on park ab like i i vividly remember
0: we it. were like yeah so or we were i feel like we we're at fairview school anyway we were somewhere and i played
1: them. we were maybe on the way to fairview
0: yeah and it's you know it comes and it's like she thinks i'm much too thin she asks me if i'm sick and, and he had just gotten right sick. and so alex goes that's so mean
1: because it was. And I was just like, all right. It was too. Well, the weird thing about Everything in Transit is that it basically, like, has all these allusions to being right. sick and having cancer, but the album was written and recorded before Before. he knew he was sick but obviously
0: wasn't feeling well obviously it was going on but it's it wasn't like a direct presence because it wasn't confirmed or diagnosed right it wasn't like hey
1: guys i have cancer like literally he was
0: diagnosed like (laughs) the day that his album was mastered
1: yeah like he finished it and then his doctor called and he was like all right get down here yeah you have leukemia
0: it was like album mastered shit hits the fan So there are, I think, like, those subtle elements of it here. Mm -hmm. Um, Even, like, Bruised, I, like, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, God, okay. (laughs) Um, But Holiday for Real is, like, just, like, a good time, fun summer song. Yeah, it's. Dropping that F-bomb. Oh, yeah. Loving life. Find out that, like, Andrew's drug dealers are
1: lesbians. and Living in Venice, whatever. It's a very California song. Yeah, like, it's. Like you can't listen to that song without picturing like the Venice boardwalk
0: Or like like, Third Street
1: Promenade,
0: kind of like and it's
1: just like you hear that song and you're just like, all right, palm trees. Like I'm at Venice Beach. The smell of the ocean. Like that's But when Alex and
0: I went to California and we're like having one of our Andrew Odysseys. Um, I remember we went, we were on the beach, like writing in the sand, and like one of the things that we wrote was just like, fuck yeah, we can live like this, like big letters. Yeah. I also wrote that on the wall at Hillbilly Hot Dogs, I think, or you did, one of us did, because um, you could just write on the walls. Yeah, you could write so it We like, one.
1: fuck yeah, we can live like this. Yeah, like, and I don't, like, obviously the F word is not like a classy thing to be spewing everywhere, or to be saying, <laughs> but like, that line is so. Just, like, especially in the context of the song and everything. It's anthemic. It's, just, it's completely anthemic. And, like, I say it all the time, or I've written it, or I've yeah, posted yeah. it. And I've had, like, my aunts before on Facebook be like, <laughs> Alexandra, don't swear. But I'm like, I don't even consider it, like, a swear in that context. It's just like, fuck yeah, we can live like It's an now. exclamation like, of joy, like. It was like, 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 Andrew originated YOLO, I feel. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what a guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my... My best friend that lives in Philadelphia found it written on, like, a bridge or a wall, and she took a picture of it and she sent it to me, and it's honestly been the only cover photo I've ever had (laughs) on Facebook, because she was just like, look what I found written on a wall in Philadelphia, and I was like, fuck yeah, we can live like this, and it's plastered my Facebook page for the last, like, six years or whatever. Like, I just... It just is. I would get it tattooed if it didn't say the word fuck in it, but it does, so what are you gonna do? What
0: are you gonna do? (laughs) great jam great jam
1: good song. quintessential
0: jack's mannequin song it's i feel like if you had to pick one song from everything in transit that represented that era i would
1: pick holiday from real even
0: though dark blue was the biggest song i would pick holiday from real to
1: represent that era absolutely if i'm trying to get someone to listen to jack's mannequin or i'm introducing to someone to jack's mannequin holiday from real is not the first song that i would give them because i don't feel i feel like it's very representative of that era but i don't feel like and it is like quintessential to fans and it like represents everything but i don't feel like it is the best song to start your jack's mannequin history with because i feel like it can be kind of like it's almost can be, like, too much if right away it's, like, you know, lesbians out west of Venice, <laughs> I get my pot, fuck yeah. Like, all of a sudden you're, like, whoa. So, like, if you're going to start listening too to Jack's Too hardcore, man, Andrew. Yeah, like, too soon. Like, too much, too fast, man. So, I think if you're going to start listening to Jack's Mannequin, you might want to ease yourself in with some dark blue, with some bruised. And then once you kind of, like, understand it, jump into your holiday for real. But it is... Oh, what a jam. What a jam.
0: What a jam. then the first true single from the album is the mixtape.
1: Which doesn't even have a piano in it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? Andrew?
1: I always feel like that was such a weird song to be a single because it's not like... I feel like it's, at this point, it's
0: almost like an underrated song because it was just played a lot at the beginning because it was kind of the flagship single and it was on one tree hill and they did a a music video with hillary burton so i think that was a big and when i listened to that song like i love the words to that song you know like this mix could burn a hole in anyone but it was you i was thinking of and like i don't know the whole the whole deal of it yeah and also the fact that whenever andrew plays it he's like you guys want hair rock song? <laughs> <laughs> you want to
1: dance with me? Like, oh, Andrew. I, we have seen Andrew so many times that I, and it doesn't make it any less exciting, but I know exactly what's gonna happen and what's gonna come and at what points. And so the mixtape in the first two verses doesn't have a piano, and Andrew is a, is a piano player. He's an amazing piano player. He will like rock that shit out, but. When he says, Do you want to play a rock song? Then he grabs the mic and he'll walk around the stage <laughs> and he kind of like interacts with the crowd. And I mean, he always does, but like even more so And he like gets out and he like fist pumps and then he'll go back for the choruses and then, the, and you know, and then he takes the mic again and then he goes out and it's just like, it's a really, again, it's not my favorite song on the album, but it's one of my favorite ones to see live because it's so like, it's just Manic. fun, yeah. It's it is just fun. Like it's it's, it's yeah. all over the place. It's kind of like... Yeah. It's a good jam. I'm going to say that about literally every I know. song. It, well, like
0: <laughs> spoiler alert, we like every song on this album. There's only one that we'll shit talk, but it's we, not because yeah. it's a bad song. It's not a It's bad just song. our thing.
1: There, yeah. Like, once you've seen Andrew close to 30 times and you've spent the last, like, 14 <laughs> plus years of your life investing in it... There are some things that become...
0: You're, like, over it.
1: Yeah. Like, not even... You don't dislike them. You don't hate them. You're still grateful for them, but you're just like, ugh. This again. This again. Which, okay. But we'll that being said. Not yet.
0: Not yet. So, number track three, which Andrew has said at some points is his favorite song from the album, is Bruised. Mm-hmm. Good jam. Good jam. Good jam. <laughs> jam. Alright,
1: on jam, to
0: the next Bruce. one. Yeah. Well, there is also a like an acoustic y or um like a remix, not an acoustic remix version of Bruised mm-hmm. on Snakes on a Plane soundtrack. Snakes on a Plane. Classy. Yeah. yeah.
1: I so the thing that I really the thing that I love about being an Andrew fan for so long is that I mean I I basically grew up with Andrew. Like, we're not the same age, but I started listening to something corporate when I was in high school, and then everything in transit came out, like, right when I was graduating high school. And so, you can tell his, like, older, got married, had a baby songs versus his, like, younger, you know, tw- eight. he was, like, what, 22, 23 when he did everything in transit. And so, just having lines like, I lace my chucks, I walk the aisle, <laughs> and kind of just, like... Thinking back to, which Andrew still wears his chocks with his with well, his, sock. <laughs> his cute little socks and his
0: choir boy outfits. <laughs> and oh, rolled up jeans, Andrew.
1: Um, but it's they're not immature songs. So what? You know, it's not it's no drunk girl, but just kind of <laughs> the youthful innocence of.
0: Yeah, it's well. That's it. there is there is a very kind of like almost. I don't want to say light because there is sadness and, and depth in these songs because there was, like, big life change happening for him, but there is kind of more of an irreverence. And then Glass Passenger is kind of heavy-ish, dark, emotional, and then People and Things is, like, mature, like, yeah. love, relationships, marriage. It's like it's adult just, Andrew. It's like, it. you know, everything in transit is, like, still, you know, yeah. getting high on the beach and, like, you know. Young and in love. Yeah. And- Turmoily. Turmoily.
1: Kind of yeah. But still and that's why I say like Holiday from Real isn't necessarily the best song to get you started on Jack's Mannequin because it's kind of that just like how for something corporate I wouldn't give if you see Jordan as the first song. Like they're kind of Oh, that is a good jam, it, It's a great jam. I love but it. But doesn't necessarily song. represent everything. Right, it's yeah. not so Yeah. I don't know. It oh, brings me
0: back. Good jams. Wow. Yeah. Well, Bruce, I feel like Bruce is a fun song to see live. And once in a while it pops up because it is more of like a, you're going to dance with me? I love when Andrew says that. Um, But it is kind of more of like you can dance around. And then, you know, you have read your books but stay out late some nights and don't think that you can't stop
1: by the bar. I was just going to say, that's one of my favorite yeah. lines. I'm very...
0: Which is, like, that's very, like, read your books but stay out late some nights. That's, like, my, I feel like that's my life philosophy. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, I'm in college, I want to do well, but I'm not not skipping class to go see my favorite right. band. Like, I'm not not dropping a bunch of money and that hey, I shouldn't spend to fly somewhere. Andrew
1: originated YOLO. <laughs> it's <laughs> he did just, it
0: again. It's one of those, like, when I look yeah. back on certain things, would I rather have gotten two points higher in a class or would I rather have had those experiences? And I always say I'm so much... Rather have those experiences. And I feel like that's kind of part of what's in this album is just that irreverence and that, like, YOLO. Yeah, yeah I'm
1: <laughs> telling you, YOLO. This was the YOLO album. But, yeah,
0: Bruised is a classic.
1: Yeah, it does it does come up quite a bit still. Like I
0: think it's one of his favorites. I think it's yeah. one that's, like, near and dear to his heart. There are
1: certain songs...
0: That he goes back to a that lot. That he
1: goes back to a lot. And they're kind of fan favorites, his favorites. They're fun to play. They're fun to see. There are certain songs that, like, we just saw everything in transit played in full there are certain songs that we're never going to see again if you don't see that like I can't, right. I can't imagine that Andrew's gonna pull out Miss Delaney too many times randomly like we probably hadn't seen that song played in like eight, eight years.
0: years yeah yeah but
1: like Bruce is one that
0: that'll come back it'll, it, it'll it pops up it's in rotation yeah it's not retired um and then number track four we have I'm ready. Which was the favorite track of a Mr. Adam Gould? Shout out to Adam Gould, friend of ours who is also a fan and went to a few shows fan- with us. Fanequin. A little fellow Fanequin. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's again like it's just there. I love songs that where people talk. A little. <laughs> so the the breakdown of the song is kind of Andrew's not singing and he kind of just talks and. You know, you wake up to find it's another 4 aspirin morning, and I dive in. I put on the same clothes I wore yesterday. When, when did society
0: decide I had to change and wash a t-shirt after every individual use. use? If, if it's, it's not dirty, I'm going to wear it. it. Although, Which, in live shows, he says, I'm going to and wear I'm it.
1: I'm going to wear it. Which, again, kind of goes back to the whole...
0: We've picked up the yeah. little, like, idiosyncrasies of what happens when the songs are played live. To, like, oh, yeah. We we, we know, do, like, air harmonicas at some points. Air trumpet. Fly. Yeah. We,
1: everything. In, In- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: No, I'm Ready is, it's, I think, one of the less emotional songs on the album. Because even, like, Holiday from Real it's like, kind of fun and you know what still has that like emotional I'm ready I think it's less emotional and it's more just like it's a good jam just like you're gonna dance with me, dance with me.
0: all right that's four for four on good jams stay tuned <laughs> um number five which is
1: okay Alex's license um, plate <laughs> my yeah so la 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 lie. so in Maine lots of we're from we're Maine from by Maine. the way Lots of people have vanity plates. Like they're really cheap here. I do. I think it's like I honestly think it's like fifty dollars one time
0: sixty bucks you never have to pay that you never have
1: to pay it again like some places it's like fifty dollars a year yeah california
0: is really expensive so people don't
1: have them yeah
0: maine they're everywhere you bet your LLB boots that we have them here
1: they're everywhere
0: mine is an arrested development reference and alex's is la la la
1: my it used to my old car used to say bright eyes on it and then i got a new car in 2009 and i was like all right I wanted Andrew Plate. What am I going to get? And if you get an vanity Plate, you have seven characters to play with. So I was like, L A, L A, L I E. Perfect. <laughs> so I drive around a little, little blue car with a La 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 license plate. And people are like, oh, Are you Simon and Garfunkel fan? And I'm like, Well, everyone loves the boxer, but no, <laughs> that would be the wrong reference. And then I try to explain it, and I'm like, oh, it's one of my favorite songs by my favorite band, and then they say who, and then I say Jack's Mannequin, and then they kind of walk away. (laughs) they don't know what I'm talking about. But if they did, and if they had listened to this song and heard that harmonica intro, they'd get it, they'd understand.
0: Yeah. This is one of our air harmonica, air trumpet songs. Yeah. Also, fun fact, originally titled West Coast Winter, and we have heard both versions, because when I did the West Coast Winter tour... They mm-hmm. did this one.
1: Yep, and every time he sings the song, he says, "Reach out to your friends and give them a hug." And we usually just. But high we're high like high. no, because
0: we don't really touch each yeah, other. Yeah, we're not like huggers. We're like I'm good like, friends, but we're not affectionate yeah. to one another.
1: I'm not like a hugger in general. I'm not like a real affectionate I am
0: person. with gay men, well, who which doesn't? you kind of are, but.
1: Yeah, I the closer I am with someone, the less that I like to be affectionate. I'm yeah, not, I'm not. Like unless someone's having like a hard time, I don't hug them. Whatever. This is important. You know. Anyway,
0: um, but "La La La" is Andrew's like bro jam, like friendship Mm -hmm. song. He ends a lot of shows with it. It's the
1: final close. He
0: brings people on stage to dance around with him sometimes, Mm -hmm. and it is a like it is one of those quintessential, like I think quintessential for the live shows, more so than anything else. One of
1: my favorite additions in Andrew Andrew's live shows is. During La La Lie, like, after the first chorus, um, when he says, "Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite favorite add-ons in is in La La Lie when he says that.
0: Good times. Thanks for that, well, Andrew. Great jam. La great La jam. Lie. It's a
1: great jam. It's my license plate. And I also remember
0: um, when we went to see An- – the very first time we saw Jack's Mannequin, we saw him play – this album all the way through, and we had concerts. We had a the, we were seeing him in July, and we were gonna see him like two weeks later in July opening for OAR. So when he's like, I'm coming back to my girl in July, we were like, we were like That's yeah, us, he's July! coming back to us in July. And yeah. then remember, we were young dorks, yeah. we're, we're still dorks, we're just older. Um, but yeah, La La La, yeah. quintessential live and it's show.
1: Really- Especially the line, um, "This is the first verse. It's not very long, but I'm ready to move on." Like hearing it live is yeah. just, like it's cool because he's
0: like, "Yeah, oh, good jam. Yeah, good times. Good jam. Good jam. Five for five. Jam. Number six is Andrew's first gold record, oh, "Dark Blue," he's
1: such a liar. which is funny
0: because you know in <laughs> synesthesia he says, well, "I guess I never made a gold record," and then after that song came out, "Dark Blue" actually. Right. It, like was days after. After it, it was shortly after it came novel. out. <laughs> Dark blue actually went gold. So congratulations, Andrew! You're now a recorded liar, but like in the best way possible. Yeah. you
1: like. I mean, you've still never been to Mars, so. It's so
0: but scary. keep trying. We know. Okay, if you don't know Andrew, we should do a whole podcast about random things Andrew's obsessed with. But Andrew's obsessed with space. Like there are so many space references in all of his songs, even going back. To something corporate
1: oh my god you can edit this if you want but I just have to say this so I was playing Andrew McMahon Pandora the other day and my friend John was in the car with me and the astronaut came on and it started like the intro and he was like this is something corporate I used to love this song I've been looking for this song for years and I was like it's about an astronaut like you should have just known <laughs> like, you should have just known or you should have just asked me you should because,
0: have asked NASA because they played that song for the did. astronauts
1: Obviously. And then I was telling him how much Andrew loves, you know, space and stars and astronauts and
0: moons and... All that intergalactic stuff. All that stuff. (laughs) Oh, Andrew. But anyway.
1: But, yeah. yeah. Dark Blue is the song that if... Because a lot lot of people don't know Jack's Mannequin. And that's fine. That's okay. And I like being the person to be like, oh, my favorite band, Jack's Mannequin, let me tell you. Dark Blue is always the song that... It's like
0: your go-to intro. It's the go-to
1: that... Because you get everything right away. You get, like, the piano right away. You get, you know, the, the lyrics are good. Everything is just...
0: If, like, like, the if the opening notes of Dark Blue don't, like, get you, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. I... The opening of Dark Blue, to this day, still gives me butterflies. I love it. It makes me excited. And it's just a good jam. It's a
1: good jam. <laughs> it's a good jam. It's a good jam. I work in high school, and a lot of kids... Um, well, ask me things. I actually have an asterisk tattooed on my wrist because of Jack's Mannequin, and a lot of kids will be like, yo, what is that? And then when I tell them that it's my favorite band, they say who, and I say Jack's Mannequin, and then they're like, huh? And then I'm like, look them up on YouTube, and like, always, it happens at least like once a month that a kid will bring up Dark Blue on YouTube, and they're like, oh, this is a this is a good song. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good jam.
0: Tell me about it.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm aware.
0: I'm uh, right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> um... I, I love Dark Blue. I th- like, Dark Blue is probably my favorite song from this album. Well, it's probably tied with another song. But because, A, I think it does represent kind of, like, part of the best of Jack's mannequin and what he does. B, I just feel emotionally tied to it um, just from when it came out and the stuff that's associated with it for me. And it also – he has at point said that it was his favorite, and I think it was the last song that he recorded for this album – and it does feel a little bit different than the other songs.
1: Has a great music video.
0: Shot on the Santa Monica Pier.
1: Such a great music Tommy video. Tommy Lee's in
0: it. I love the music video for this.
1: And, yeah, it's not... Dark Blue is not my favorite song. It probably falls somewhere in the middle of favorites on the album. But I just... I don't just... Like we said, we don't just like any songs on this album. There's not, there's not a bad song on this album. But I love... Yeah. I love it. I love hearing it. Like you said, the intro.
0: Oh. Uh, apparently, it's called Dark Blue because of a blue light bulb from Kelly's bedroom. We we always laugh because we listen to Andrew's songs and be thinking of all of these like metaphors and like, um, what does this mean? And then it, he would inevitably ruin it by being like, Oh, it was this literal thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're, this like, literal
1: Andrew,
0: thing that we're like, stop it. Let us have our dreams. He'd be like, no, it was literally blue. Like, it was literally raining. It was yeah. literally a Cheshire Cat doorstop. It stop. was
1: literally, yeah, the Cheshire Cat doorstop like, with tears in its eyes. He's like, no, we really had a doorstop. A and the stump
0: a toe the on it. And the Cheshire
1: Cat. And we were like, Oh. Like, it sounds beautiful and, you know, metaphorical and amazing. And then, and then he's just he's like, like. no, it's blue light bulb. <laughs> he's like, I went to a garage sale. I just bought bought everything they had there. <laughs> like, Andrew. Oh,
0: oh. Anyway. But, yeah. Gotta love the dark blue. Oh,
1: it's a good jam. Um. Oh, my. So, I always say that La 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 is my favorite song on the album. And it is... But it's so closely tied with this next song that I don't, like, oh, it depends on the day, really. I feel
0: like we got one more thing that we have to say about Dark Blue. What? It's a good jam. <laughs> now <laughs> we can move on. I thought we said it was a good <laughs> jam. I thought we were going to We it. had to end on that. Okay, it's a good jam. So it's a good jam. Right, it's a good jam. Now moving on to another good jam. Yeah. Miss Delaney. Oh,
1: man. So, I love Andrew's songs with ladies', name and ladies names in the title, and we'll- doesn't have the first name in the title, but it does, it is like so, unless you really know what it says, you don't even catch it in the song when he says, Aaron, I would never lie to you. Mm -hmm. So it's about a girl named Aaron.
0: It's a good jam. It's a good jam. It's a great jam. I love this song too. I and like you said, it's not one that he ever plays live unless he's playing this album. Right. So it probably had been eight years since we'd yeah, heard it, and it then falls, we went to the anniversary tour, and, and obviously he played it because he played the whole album all the way through.
1: Yeah, and I just I don't know why originally this song stuck out to me. Like I this was the song that originally when I listened to the album, I was like, that's my jam. Like that's my song. I love it. Miss Delaney, for the win, forever. And I do go back and forth with this one in La La La, and one at the end of the album. But I I don't know. Miss Delaney, I think. There's
0: a lot of stuff I like that goes on. One, I love when he says, she's the vinyl queen from my surfer dream. She likes the Beach Boys more than radio metal. Mm -hmm. Love. He talks in it,
1: too, and so, going back, I love when he says, it's not every day that's coming up with the green grass, but the times pass when I think of you whenever I'm at dinner.
0: I enjoy also, because um, she was a film projectionist. Okay, first of all, she sounds like the shit. She sounds like the coolest. Erin, friends like, with us. like, hang out with us, Erin, because she's like, I'm a film projectionist, I'm the vinyl queen, I love the Beach Boys. I'm like, you're hot. Like, let's hang out. Aaron
1: Delaney, everybody. Call
0: us. <laughs> But I'm also, I love when he says, they met up for a movie. Every scene was a sign. We made out through their meaning. I really, it's just a good song. It has, like, a lot of things that I like about it. And also, I kind of just want to be Aaron Delaney, I think. Um, just, like, yeah, I want to be the Vinyl Queen. Yeah. I like the Beach Boys. I want to see movies. Not, yeah. like, again, I don't, I'm not hitting on Andrew.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm probably hitting on Aaron Delaney. Yeah. But. Yeah,
1: and she's so good, but she's no good for me. So, like, yeah. the whole, and the whole thing about this song, because, I mean, and it's kind Oh, also, it's biblical how fucked my sleep can be Yeah, oh, she won't sleep with me. Yeah. This song is great. It's I love this song I so do too. much. It is so... It is well-written. It is well... And, like, everything in transit is kind of about... So it's the story, and it's kind of, like... It's, like, post-breakup. It's post-breakup. Going and home. It's kind of, yeah. Like, Things are different. You know? Losing Kelly. He ended up marrying Kelly. But, like... And this, this song is, like... You know? Like, obviously, he and Aaron Delaney were never meant to be, but... Good for her. What a good but jam. But that song was meant to be. That's so- like, in... Oh, my God. Good
0: jam. Good jam. It's good a jam. good jam. We're going to start a new show called Good, good Jams. Jam. <laughs> we just but talk about that. Like,
1: as I sit here and, like, talk about it and hash it out, like, it's just, it's creeping past La La La. Like, I know, they're, real, they're real close to each other. I
0: think part of it is that it's, it's we don't hear it a lot. Like, La yeah. La La is great. But you will hear it at every show, pretty yeah. much, you know, dep- I, I until know he puts out ever, much more material. I don't
1: think we've ever been to a show where he hasn't played La La
0: like, I mean, Not that I remember, in I, in recent memory. Yeah, I can't think there of There might one. have been a few, but yeah. it's it's kind of a staple. But, like, Miss Delaney, we've probably heard yeah. maybe five times, max.
1: Yeah. I want to say. Just, it's just a good jam.
0: It's a great jam. Um, <laughs> number eight. Ooh, I just okay. want to preface this by saying, Andrew, we love you and everything that you do. Number eight is Kill the Messenger. And. It's probably, it's one of our few sticking points.
1: Yeah. So, Kill the Messenger is a good song.
0: And it has messengers. like yeah. It has a lot of significance. It was one, a of the, lot of symbolic, one of the first songs we heard from Jack's mannequin.
1: A lot of important things come out from Kill the Messenger. That being said, if I never hear this <laughs> song performed live again, I'm not going to be upset.
0: I think here's where our problem comes is that when we used to... We went to a lot of Jack's Mannequin shows. It was part of the set originally because it was... He played the album all the way through. Then he would play more songs and he would keep some of these songs in. A, every time we saw him when he played this song, because it's like, I'm going to send the rain your way, it was always it was raining. raining. It so was always like, raining. So we're like... I feel like it, you just made it rain, not in like a strip club way, but like literally it's raining on us. It's like, And then B... So- he used to also be playing other songs, like...
1: Here's where my <laughs> hatred... Okay, here's Alex. Here, here's here's my, my contention with this song. So, I am not, like, I like being spoiled about things. So, when Andrew would go on tour, I would go on, like, setlist.fm, and I would be, like, looking at what he had been playing and what was going on and, like, blah, blah, blah. And so, during the summer of 2009, is that when we saw him with the fray? When I had the bus driver buying in the photo? <laughs> Probably. Okay. So I think it was the summer of 2009, he toured with the Fray. And we went to Mansfield, Massachusetts, to see him. Yeah. And he was wearing a hat in the photo we have with him. Like a newsboy it, cap. Like a newsboy. And it was actually... He was a newsie. Funny. So it was the summer of 2009, and we went to Mansfield. And I had been looking at the set list, and he had been playing Watch the Sky, which is a something corporate song, which we'll talk about more in depth I think, on Something Corporate <laughs> Podcast. But it is my jam. It is my. She it has it my, tattooed on her it foot. It is my cell phone. Like, I met Andrew, and I had him write Watch the Sky. And then I took that, and my friend made a drawing, and I had it on my foot. Like, I think that song is amazing. I think that song is important. I think that song has a great message. That Watch the Sky and Cell Phone are, like, my two favorite Andrew songs. So he had been playing Watch the Sky. We had never heard it live, but he had been playing it at a bunch of shows. And I was like, oh, my God, like, we're watch the sky. And he didn't play it. But he did play Kill the Messenger. <laughs> and so we met him afterwards, and it was raining. Shocker. And I was like, Andrew! Like, I saw that you been playing Watch the Sky, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, since it was raining, I decided to play Kill the Messenger. And I was like, Kill the Messenger, you are dead to me! <laughs> you are dead to me, Kill the Messenger. And
0: Alex has never forgiven Kill the Messenger. I haven't.
1: I haven't, and I won't. Is it a good song? Yes. Is it an important part of Andrew history?
0: Yes. Did it spurn her?
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I, I just have never been able to hear it in the same way but to be fair we hadn't heard it for a while yeah and then when we saw him perform it last month at the everything in transit 10 years um it actually wasn't wasn't the worst thing because
0: but when I know in context with the album it you are more okay with it
1: I I know it's coming and I'm like okay
0: it's not taking the place of something else that you would rather hear
1: exactly and now, every time I hear it, I assume it's taking the place. Right. So we're that like, no. Time. And since then, I've heard Watch This Guy. He's played it several times. I have seen it, I don't know, maybe seven or eight times. Love that song. Really happy. Thank you, Andrew. But just that one time, and I <laughs> am just, I was broken hearted. Never over it. Never over it. So right. I assume if I go see an Andrew show and he plays Kill the Messenger. It's going to rain. It's A, going to rain, and it's B, in place of... He was like, well... I could I have going, played Cell I Phone. I could played Cell Phone tonight, but, but I could have played Kill the no. Passenger instead. So, sorry, Andrew. We actually do love you. Oh, boy. Uh, Number nine,
0: Rescued. Rescued is kind of like... I feel like it's a forgotten song from Everything in Transit. It's so Because it's kind of like
1: quiet. melancholy. Yeah, it's so kind of quiet compared to everything else. Even... Well, even the more... Like kill the messenger is melancholy, yeah. But it's like, yeah. Also, to go back to kill the messenger, when he performs it live, it's actually really cool because he adds in
0: like then where you are. Yeah,
1: and then um tonight yeah, I the, saw rain the rain, fell, rain down fell down on New York City. The, the rain like fell the, down on, on Los Angeles. Maine. Yeah, <laughs> and then he'd be like, uh, tonight I saw the rain fall down on Massachusetts. He says he'll put oh, in where you are he, if it fits. If it works, he doesn't say like portland maine
0: because it doesn't work but anyway sorry sometimes he says new england
1: yes um
0: rescued i i like rescued it's just it's like one of those songs that's not the doesn't come to the top of your mind when you think about even this album but um like the thing is like um i'm starting to think like i'd prefer not to be rescued and i think that kind of really goes with this album kind of that like I'm feeling wayward I'm feeling restless I can't get out of my own way but like I'm not ready to take care of it yet like I'm just kind of floundering in it and um I don't know I think it, I do think it fits and I also like like she's raising hell mm-hmm. to give to me and
1: yeah it's just I don't know. Like, I can't... It's just. It's hard to compare it to
0: some of the other songs that are meaningful, I guess, to us, but...
1: Like, I... I am not a musician, but I learned how to play Rescued on the piano. Like, because I learned how to play, like, the opening chords to it, which I don't remember at this point. But I was just like, yeah, I can actually play an Andrew song for, like, 30 seconds, and that's all I knew. Um, But I just... It's... It's... I feel, like, forgotten, but it's just kind of, like... It's pretty, but it's sad, and it's kind of, like, heartbreaking, and it's one of those songs that you're not always, like, ready to listen to.
0: It's not your go-to. Yeah, it's not, like, like, I mean... But would we still say that it is it's a, a good, good jam? Good
1: jam? <laughs> it is a good jam.
0: But, I mean, let's be honest. It's not as good as MFEO.
1: What is as good as so,
0: MFEO? So, MFEO, part one, made for each other. Part two, You, you can, can Breathe, breathe. eight-minute song, so good, I just can't with oh it, and is. hearing it live at the reunion, at, like, the 10-year the anniversary tour was a very special experience because, again, it had been, like, probably eight years yeah. since we've heard it live, and it's so fun, just, it's so fun on the record, but it's so fun
1: live. It is, and it's kind of, and it's a really good, like, dynamic with each other because so... Made for each other starts and it's just like it's just like fun and it just like dies into it and, and it's
0: like, like the reckless
1: immaturity like yeah someone get this guy to a hospital yeah I still my high school friends some people never change at all we're, we're still, still the same impulsive drunks we were when we were small yeah and like it's just it's fun and again it's a, it's one of those it's like anthemic and you want to you want to dance to it and then you want to like rock out and you just like love it and then all of a sudden it's just like breaks down and it's just like
0: goes into you can breathe. And the and then Which is yeah, it's like pretty piano and it's definitely like the more
1: mature counterpart. Um but you it, know it works yeah, so well. It goes together. together. It complements. It wouldn't be as good if it was two separate songs. Yeah. Like, no, it's if all, all like great for each other and made it its own song and took You Can Breathe and made it its own song they wouldn't be as special as they are together. together. Yeah.
0: Well, and part of, part of my like connection to this song is, and you can breathe. And he says like, you waited for me in the rain in a parking lot always like makes me think of the first time that we saw Andrew in Cleveland, Ohio. And it was, we were in an alley, it was raining and we had flown from Maine and it was the first time that we were ever going to meet him. And so like, it always like brings me back to that. Like you waited for me in the rain in the parking lot. And I'm like, we did. And then it's like, you should have
1: phoned me for a ride. It's a mess up there. We think Darnell wrote that. <laughs>
0: Darnell. We phoned Darnell for <laughs> a ride. We we're like, yo, Darnell. But then there's, I think, kind of the the most anthemic or, like, quintessential part of the whole song is, is it possible for the world to look this way forever? Yeah.
1: And when, again, we know the ins and outs of an Andrew show and a Jack show and so when he sings that part, he kind of gets up. And he also, his voice has improved so much. And when he sings this part live, it is just like, oh. Blammo. Yeah. But so he kind of will like, he gets up on amps and he'll get, and he'll kind of like look out and he's like, can the world look like this forever? You know, will the world look like? And then he'll always kind of like point out and scan the crowd and then whisper like, this. And yeah. it's just one of those moments that you're always just
0: like, <gasps> And it's like, like, like this. this. Yeah. And it like, yeah. yeah, there's some The world will look like this. Alex and I can't sing, by no, the way. No, can't. Uh, sorry about that. But, um, but then the
1: last this, he'll hold like, Yeah, it's and you're like, some vocal
0: acrobatics. Yeah,
1: and you're like, you couldn't do that on leaving Through the Window. Good for you, and Damn, Daniel! <laughs> um, Not
0: yeah. With white man. That's just like, that song too, and okay, couple other things. One, I feel like that and Holiday From Real are, like, complete bookends on that album, like, bringing together. Alex is drinking iced coffee. Sorry, guys. I didn't realize. Totally ruining sound quality. Um, But also, I like the callback in MFEO, because it has, like, where are you now? Calling back to the mixtape. And I love... It's, like, one of those things, if you're, like, a long-time Fall Out Boy fan, you hear so many references to their early songs in their later songs. And, like, in this album, I like that at the end of the album, he's calling back to the beginning, and it really, like, cements the fact that it is all a story and it is mm-hmm. all connected. Um So that's one of my other favorite things, too.
1: So, it great sounds, jam. It is, it's a great a+ jam. A-plus jam. It, and, again, it's one of those songs that I think that if I was – If someone asked me, like, Jack's Mannequin, and I was like, go listen to MFEO, You Can Breathe, they'd probably listen to it and be like, I don't get it. But, like, if you start someone off being like, listen to Dark Blue, listen to Bruised, listen to La La Lie, listen to Miss Delaney, then listen to this one, like, you're gonna get it.
0: I think, too, the album as a whole is really cohesive. So if you listen to it all together and you get it, like, it's...
1: But I feel like no one ever does that. I feel like that's just
0: us. We do. (laughs) Um, so great jam, great jam, and great. then technically a bonus track, but I I never think of it that way. Mm. Um, number eleven is into the airwaves, and there is like the talking part in between. So after you can breathe, it's like you know his well, tapes this running is the out. because well, that's the record. The tape's going to run out, and we have to go buy some more. And well, then until, into until the that's everything in transit. You know, he Jack's mannequin. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. So we have you know we're freaks. Um, into the airwaves is I love this song. You know, it's, like, about long-distance relationships, and...
1: It's a great jam.
0: It's a great jam. So many good jams But, no,
1: Into the Airways is very, um... It's just very... It's very, It won won the award for most.
0: For most. It bested Jack Donaghy. Uh, I, I love this song Live. It... The song Live is so fun. And... I think it's a good end to the album. Well, it's kind of, like, I feel like... He's writing about, like, this lost relationship, the breakup, and he's... And with the mixtape, too, and stuff, it's like, I'm putting it all into my songs. I'm Mm -hmm. sending it out to you. I'm not with you, but here it is. Yeah. And I just... I love it. Yeah, and it... Oh, it also has one of my favorite descriptive Andrew lines, which is, The gold-soaked afternoon comes slow. And then that I, is a good line.
1: I deconstruct my thoughts and I am walking by, which always makes me think Calls of back something to, corporate. Yeah. Because they have a song called Walking By.
0: He also references Santa Monica and the Third Street Promenade. I like it when he mentions specific locations because he is a very, like, I feel like location-specific person. Like, he is very California, but he's also very road trip. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I like his songs that reference like Venice and Santa Monica, because especially on this album, I feel like if you were like, where was this album recorded? I'd be like, uh, Venice and Santa Monica. <laughs> and I actually, I was in Santa Monica one day and I ran across one of the studios where Jax and Soko have recorded in Santa Monica. And of course I took a picture with it because I'm a dork. Um, you can see it at livethemovies.com. But I, uh, I was like, I could see how he would kind of get this sound in that zone. And the first, when we went out to California on our Andrew Odyssey, which we talked about a little bit in um, our other episode, we went to Venice Beach and tried to, like, kind of line up where the album cover of Everything in Transit kind of looks that perspective on the Venice Beach boardwalk and take pictures there. But I feel like it is a very Venice, Santa Monica album. And that song kind of bookends. So you have Holiday from Real, which is, you know the lesbians out west in venice where he's getting his pot and then he's like on the boardwalk and then into the airwaves at the end he's talking about like being in santa monica and all that stuff and i think it just all really kind of brings it back around and it's a good jam the static's where you'll find me it's a it's a great jam he's slipping into the airwaves yeah and that's where we found him and became obsessed
1: yeah
0: so everything in transit
1: yeah love it. can we talk about the other two
0: Yeah, so there's two kind of B sides that bonus
1: tracks, which make me so sad because I understand it's a concept album and he wanted the eleven and it made a story, but just like put him in Andrew and it would have only been thirteen songs.
0: We like we really have issues with Andrew's bonus track selection because they're so good that we're like this can't just be a bonus track. They're so and like his B sides, they're all good. They're all good. And I'm like, what, you, what else Andrew is, like, on the cutting room never floor?
1: never written a bad song. Just kidding. There's one.
0: But <laughs> it's,
1: it's just, it's, like, if you release an album of 16 songs, I get it. But if you release an album of 11, just put the other two
0: on. But I think especially with this one, if he was yeah. really, like, this is the story. But yeah. so she's talking about Last Straw.
1: Well, well, lonely for her and last draw. But like, but
0: last draw is like the jam.
1: Last draw is an amazing song, and it's kind of like, so it was written in two thousand four, two thousand five, whenever released in two thousand five. So it's kind of it like references that time.
0: So well, it references W George W Bush. George W Bush. So it says like you know, stayed home, took a Vicodin.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's all that I do when I think about the president. How did, How did he, he become, become the, the president? president? So obviously not talking about Obama. Because,
0: because then he changed it live and he said, I'm so glad that he became the president.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and it's kind of, it's the song about, it's like that awkward time where, like, you know, you're not, you've broken up with someone, but you see them and you're like, ah, damn it.
0: Heard um, that you look beautiful, like a bat beneath the moonlight. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: so yeah. You never write me letters. And you
1: never Never sent my sweater. Okay, I love Last Straw. So I could stay warm when I was without you. Without you, I don't sleep.
0: Just Just dream. dream. (sighs) (sighs) Don't worry, guys. Alex finally did hear Last Straw live a bunch of times. I did. She has not murdered Andrew.
1: No, it's great, and it's just... And it's one of the songs, too. So, Andrew makes these really cool lyric prints that he releases. Yeah. He made one around Halloween, and he made one from the song that said, um, you looked beautiful like a bat beneath the moonlight. So, like, Andrew likes the song, too. It's not... It's not just me and my weird cell phone obsession. Well, I think,
0: too, because this has come up before where, like, how did this bonus track not make the album? And he's like, you know, you go back and forth, and, like, one day you like one better, and one day you like the other better. And sometimes even I'm like, how did that not make the album? But, I mean, as long as he's letting – as long as he's releasing the songs and I can get them,
1: whatever. Yeah, and Andrew's really – and I'm sure that Andrew has recorded, you know, dozens and dozens of songs we'll never hear. But he's really good, and he always puts out – a few extras, so, like, you know, and from... So, yeah, there's only two from this. There And, well, and
0: then we got The Lights and the Buzz was (gasps) kind of in this era, which is a kind of, like, a sad Christmas song, but I love it's, like, lo-fi sounding. Like, I love The Lights and Buzz, and that's a good jam, and apparently The Lights and Buzz has some lyrics from the original La La Lie, which was called West Coast Winter. So, like, those are kind of connected, and I like that, too. So that was from, like... 2006 or 7. I think The Lights and Buzz was on like a 2006 holiday EP. And that's a good jam too. Good jams. Good Good jams. Good Good jams.
1: Good jams. And then uh, Lonely for Her too is the other. um, It's, I think, again, good jam. Um, The lesser of the two bonus tracks. Have we ever heard Lonely for Her? Did he ever play
0: it? I think we might have heard it once live. Maybe the very first time we saw her, saw him um I think he played, might have played it, but yeah. um, it's kind yeah. of a lost, lost track. But Last Straw has kind of wormed its way into the canon, I think, of like yeah. Jacks mannequin So we do, ha- we have heard that, and we do get to hear it once in a while. So yeah, all in all, if we had to sum up our review of everything in Transit in two words, I think it would be good jams. Good jams, uh, and um, it's worth it. Yeah, it's a great album. It's a summertime album. And obviously, we highly recommend it. If you have listened to this but have not listened to us talking about our Andrew adventures, that's an, a separate episode. You can go listen to us talk about how we have gone all over the country seeing this band. So, I do know we didn't really mention in the last one that we have seen Andrew in his various bands in, I think, nine states for Alex and 10 states for me. Um, because, again, we live in Maine. We had to go places to see him. Um, and then so Everything in Transit, the very first time that we saw Andrew, he was playing this album all the way through. And this year they did a 10-year anniversary tour for Everything in Transit. And we are like, we got to go. They're playing Everything in Transit all the way through. Like, we have to be there. But, of course, the one time something didn't go as planned <laughs> Uh, we tried to get tickets to the Boston show, which was at the tiniest venue, and I'm still upset about that. It holds like seven people, <laughs> and it sold out in like a millisecond. So we were like, "What do we do?" So we looked really around. Out. So we <laughs> to like, really, "Okay, we'll go to Philadelphia." Sold, sold out. out. Okay, we'll New go York, to
1: Washington DC. Sold Everything
0: out. was sold out. The only show that we could get tickets to was in Columbus, Ohio.
1: And let's preface this by saying <laughs> I was in my classroom with Christina on speakerphone and I was just like shut up kids I gotta get tickets she was on speakerphone and we were both trying to get tickets Boston Philly DC New York everywhere
0: out. within driving distance sold out
1: and I just happened to click back and I clicked on Columbus Ohio and I was like I can get them should I buy them and it wasn't even We were like, we already it, decided It wasn't even like a, we have to stop and think about no, it No we're like yep do it Yeah
0: so if you listened to our last one, you know that the first time that we saw Andrew, to see the closest headlining show, we had to fly to Cleveland, Ohio. Now, 10 years later, to see the closest possible show, we had to fly to Columbus, Ohio, which kind of seems like things didn't work out, but just in the way that things happen kind of perfectly in our Andrew world, I feel like it was almost like, here's a gift from the universe. Yeah. It's too it perfect was, that you have to go back to Ohio 10 years later. Um and it was awesome. We did, like, a uh, we bought the um, upgrades, so we got to go to the soundcheck and the meet-and-greet before the show, which was awesome. Got to – I love seeing the soundcheck, and we'll talk about that more on another one we we'll talk about in the wilderness. But I love going to the soundcheck, although <laughs> we had to hear him play Caves, like, three times, which is a great song, but it is <sighs> so heartbreaking. It is so it's sad. Like,
1: I can't go through this again. Like, not to get too deep into it, because I think we're going to get – to it again. The Glass Passenger is his quote-unquote cancer album, but Caves is straight up his cancer song. It's like seven No minutes. bones about it, yeah. It is seven minutes long, and there's words like, son, you're going to die. Son, you just might die. Get you, Get you on that morphine. morphine. Drip, drip. 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 <laughs> like, it is just, it's, I mean, I can't imagine writing that song and having to perform that song, having been a cancer survivor, right. but just being like, Andrew Diehards, like, hearing that song. Like, that is a rough song to hear. It's
0: great, but it also puts you through the ringer.
1: And he performed (laughs) it in Soundcheck because they were trying to get it right. Right. And played it in Soundcheck.
0: Definitely, like, twice twice. in Soundcheck. Plus, then we heard it at the show.
1: Which, it was almost better to hear it in Soundcheck because if we had just gone to the show and he was just like, no, It was like a surprise case. We would have been like, oh, my God, I'm crying. I would have lost my shit. Yeah. But we knew it was coming. So, it was okay. But...
0: Oh, that song. Anyway. Um but anyway, so yeah, we got to chat with Andrew before the show, which was awesome. And then the show itself, it was freaking packed. Definitely that place was over capacity hardcore. By at least a, like a couple hundred <laughs> people.
1: Like it was not okay.
0: But we managed to find a good spot where we could see everything. And it was just, like, it was really cool to hear the album all the way through again ten years later. And to get, hear Miss Delaney. We're hearing songs like Miss Delaney, MFEO, which never get played anymore. I mean, MFEO, I think he likes it as a jam, but it's eight minutes long. It's kind of like Constantine. It's too long. It takes up the space of two or three other songs. Right. So to hear that was awesome. And it was just, I feel like it was a really special experience, and I'm glad I was there. Seeing Bobby Raw on this stage again. Oh Bobby, Bobby, Love him. Bobby. Oh. Um, so and I think it was just perfect that we had to go back to Ohio. Ohio and Max and Irma's You know, we went to Max and Irma's, which is a callback to our stories on our last episode. Oh. So anyway, everything in transit, check it out, good jams, introduction to Jack's mannequin. Jams. Let us know what you think. Tell us if you think it's a good jam. And thanks for listening. And
1: if you don't think it's a good
0: jam, just keep it to yourself, just okay? Cuz no know. one cares.
1: We, we don't want to know. We don't
0: you. need that from you, we don't Diane. Mean... <laughs> I don't know who Diane uh, is,
1: okay? Diane the Skyscraper. Diane the
0: Skyscraper. We don't
1: need that negativity in our lives. Okay. But if you don't like Kill the Messenger, it's fine.
0: Yeah, but you can tell us that. We'll be like, it's cool. Yes.
1: You're you're good. We get it.
0: So if you like the podcast, um check out com. follow on Twitter at @letsobsesspod. Or check out Live the Movies at livethemovies.com or on Twitter at livethemovies. And thanks, Alex, for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm sure. Thanks we'll, for having me. We'll be back to talk about more things Andrew McMahon in the future. <laughs>
1: I'm really excited about it.